Hello, runners. Hope all of you are doing well. This is Coach Bala here. Uh, coming to you on the 26th of February. It's a Sunday evening, a beautiful day here after a brutal uh, two days of cold days. And it's a Sunday evening and um, congratulations. We have completed the second week of the third MISO, the injury MISO cycle. And uh, boy, we are getting there. We can begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel of the season. And uh, there's a lot more to do, obviously. But what a journey it has been. What a journey it has been for all of you. I just looked at all my runners, uh, like my cohorts runners, uh, the runs, and they all have delivered a phenomenal run. And I know it is the same across the board. So congratulations, guys. Another week has passed by. And we have one more week for this Mesa cycle. And then we have the much looked forward item, which is the rest week. So we'll have a rest week where we will give our body and mind some time to recover, which is very important. That's why this, let's get out of this meso, uh, injury meso cycle, which is meso three. And then let's get to the, uh, the final phase of our season nine training. You cannot believe it, right? We thought we just started. And uh, already we are at the end of third meso cycle, which is which is how things goes, guys. Which is how this when you are doing it in a structured way, along with a bunch of friends and people who are passionate about the same thing that you are passionate about, time flies, and which is what we want all of us to be. Um, okay, for today I have some messages. Before that, I hope that all of you uh, who wanted to order a T-shirt have ordered a T-shirt. Today is the last day. I have sent enough messages. I've given you three days, two days, one day warnings. Um, today, 10 p.m. PST, we will uh, close it down. We have to source it from different places. We have had about close to 300 uh, orders of T-shirts, which is very nice. Um, and, uh, you know, if you are in that category that you're looking for having a T-shirt, this is the time to do it. Otherwise, uh, you would miss the bus. Um you know, it's always good to have uh, the season memorab memorabilia T-shirt. You know, every season it's very special. We have a tagline and we uh, work with our fellow runners to design the T-shirt and then our own uh, kind of designer improves on it and provides a, a custom design uh, for the tagline for the T-shirt. This time it's going to be red. Let's paint the town red on our race day. That comes from across the globe. When we, all those pictures come in, it's always so beautiful to see those similar T-shirts uh, being worn with pride and finishing all those runs. So it's always a good feeling. So uh, make that happen. Uh, as I said, the week after next week is going to be the rest week. So it will be nothing. I'll tell you a little bit more in my next weekend message. But there are a few exciting things that are coming our way. First one is we will have the interim state of the union, which is uh, a tradition in runner's eye. For those of you who are coming here for the first time in season nine, every season somewhere in the middle, uh, all the coaches will get together and host a, um, a sort of a state of the union, one hour presentation. How things are, how are this going, who are doing what, uh, some key learnings, and then what you can expect going forward kind of a thing. It's always a fun time to come together and, you know, sort of hear from all the coaches as well as, um, you know, do something, uh, just some fun and, you know, uh, step back and see the journey that we have done thus far. That's really the idea and start getting ready for the next uh, sort of half of the season, at least from a distance standpoint. 
even though timing is only three weeks or four weeks remaining for the season. So that's interim state of the union. I'll get. I'll let you know. Most likely, it'll be towards the end of rest week, and we will have this. Uh, so if you look at it, if I'm looking at the calendar, the rest week starts on the fifth and ends on the eleventh of March. So either we'll have it on the tenth, uh, which is a Friday. Uh, and uh, we can just get it done one hour, one and a half hours of uh, interim state of the union, and I'll, I'll give you more information. All are welcome, master runners, light runners, pro runners, all are welcome. We'll send you the link. It'll be a Zoom uh, webinar link, and would love to interact with you or the chat as well as uh, live on the screen when we are presenting. Please be there. Uh, the other one is uh, we also have another tradition which is going for a couple of seasons now, which is to have a middle of the season party. So uh, before COVID, it used to be a much smaller numbers and we used to have this party in terms of the union meeting as well as the party used to be together. But of course, with large number of runners now, so we won't be able to do it together. But uh, last time we had it in my house, uh, till now it's always been in my house, where um, all of 40 people RSVP'd and then 120 people came. <laughs> so it was a good fun. It's, a, it's always a traditionally a potluck dinner um, and party. We'll have DJ, our own uh, DJ will be there. Our runner DJ will take care of the music and the dance and all that. I think I am inviting all, uh, especially those who are in the New Jersey folks and New Jersey area, tri-state area, mark your uh, calendars. This time you're looking at the 24th of March, which is a Friday evening. Uh, there is a community hall that we, have, uh, we are uh, looking to book. More details to follow. Um, Akash Bate is sort of leading the, leading the charge on this. So basically what it will be is uh, we'll have a nice room booked, uh, which can hold up to 150 runners. So I'm hoping that first come, first serve, or, uh, you know, we'll figure something out. But uh, 150 runners or 150 folks come in there. We'll, uh, everyone will get like, you know, potluck, some good stuff, um, you know, for four to five people max. So all of you get to four or five people. We'll have a nice variety of stuff. We'll also have some base biryani or something we'll order. And we come here, get your own drink. We'll all get one bottle from your home. Let's have some drinks and let's dance and uh, expend some energy to this wonderful music of our uh, runner and DJ Parth uh, showing us a good time that evening. So I can't wait to... Uh, to sort of party with all of you and welcome the springtime, guys. And this is for New Jersey, of course. Those of you beyond New Jersey, if you guys are excited or your, your training schedule permits, just join us and uh, we'll have some fun together. So that's that's another thing that's coming your way, guys. Uh, so rest week, an interim state of the union meeting, as well as a middle of the season party for all of us. Those are the things that are expected. We are taking it a level up. And every season we do something new and this time they are doing this. Um, okay, so that's that. And then uh, some messages as always. Um, so uh, the first one I want to talk about is mental strength. Okay, this is the time when we need to start thinking about mental strength. Last um, uh, weekend message I talked about resilience, which is one of the derivatives of mental strength. But this season I want to touch a little bit on what is mental strength, right? Now, I, I also sent out a message today or yesterday about running on extreme or if not extreme, difficult conditions is a good mental strength training run. So basic idea of mental strength is this. When your body needs to take a little bit more effort than what it is used to, or your body is facing 
uh, or yourself, you are facing a little bit more resistance or up uphill than what you are used to. The first reaction always is, oh man, things are bad. Let me just go and, you know, sort of be safe. That's the first reaction. But what you need to know is that your body and mind are capable of doing a lot more than what your initial instinct is. It is just that you yourself have placed that sort of constraint onto yourself and suddenly things look bad. Now, that's the difference between, let's say, a kid. You know, let's take a three or four year old kid. And if you see, they don't have any constraints. You know, they'll keep playing, 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 playing till the very end. And then after, after a point of time, they'll get exhausted and they just go and sleep. That's it. But what we do is we don't wait for it. Maybe, uh, you know, being wise, we don't wait for it to a point where we can just drop down sleeping. So we sort of cut ourselves a lot earlier than that. But my point about mental strength is when your body or your mind is telling you that, hey, this is it, I can't do it more. That's when you need to get your mental strength gear one gear up. Because 99% of the time, your body actually can do it. It is just that you have put in a little bit of constraint onto yourself through experiences or otherwise. So when you want to develop mental strength, first step is to identify when your body is telling you some constraint and see whether that constraint is really a constraint or is there something else I can do to sort of get over it. That is when mental strength develops. And this Ability to challenge that status quo, challenge that constraint that has been given to you by a circumstance is the beginning of the development of mental strength. Now, when you start developing mental strength, that's why you need to develop it. It's like any other physical strength, you know. It's like only only when you go into the gym, you'll get those muscles, right? Likewise, only when you sort of uh, get into the act of testing and trying your mental strength out, you will get mental strength. It doesn't uh, just come automatically. So every time there is some kind of a, an opposing force, you need to think about, is it a good time for me to sort of activate my mental strength exercise regimen, so to speak? Sometimes you'll fail, you know, sometimes you'll succeed. But every time you succeed, your benchmark goes up. Your benchmark on what you can do goes up. This is what will help you when mental strength is not just for running, definitely for running. When you're in this long distance runs, when you're at mile 10 of a half marathon or of mile four or five of a 10K or likewise for other races, 20 for full marathon, there will be a time when your body is beginning to sort of getting get exhausted. And your mental strength needs to say to the body that no, you are exhausted, but you still have a lot more energy resources available. It's just that you need to start opening up that energy pathway. And once you show it to the body how to do that, body realizes, oh, okay, my benchmark is not this. My benchmark is much, much higher than this. And that is how big things happen. Same thing happens in mountaineering. Same thing happens when you are on a hard project and you're working 18 hours and 19 hours. And you know that another couple of hours and you're getting the job done, mental strength is required. And another facet of mental strength is this art of self-motivation. You know, folks who are self-motivated, who do not require external sort of uh, attaboy to con- make them continue to do that, they typically have strong mental strength. So another way of looking at mental strength, guys, is that see how you can be self-motivated. That means when you want to do something just because you want to do something, irrespective of what other people say or what the circumstances tell you, 
you automatically increase your mental strength quotient and essentially this is how people look at you as passionate this is another form of passionate so mental strength becomes this operating system on which multiple facets of character amazing human being character sort of starts growing in that uh, in that flower bed so to speak the flower bed is mental strength and the various flowers are um, self motivation resilience passion uh, all of these are beautiful flowers that can grow in this uh, flower bed so my suggestion ask of you is every time you see a challenge ask yourself is it a good opportunity to develop my mental strength once you get there mentally you become strong and we will talk a lot more about this as we move forward because the next peak me so cycle is all about mental strength okay so that's that um i want to talk about nqc for the week thank you again this time there was a lot more uh, enthusiastic responses i love it as i said don't feel shy the nqc was about i had uh, provided uh, a cartoon that basically showed an empire state building made of legos but on one side of the cartoon was just the lego pieces and the other side was a completed construction of the empire state building made of these lego pieces and the idea here was if you want to get to empire state building you got to start from here or in other words two messages for you when it comes to running doing a fantastic race whichever is the distance you're doing if that is empire state building that is built by many small lego bricks that needs to be on top of one another and it should be placed in such a way that you it's placed with a strong foundation and once the strong foundation is there you're constantly putting on additional additional type of lego bricks on top and also putting in more intricate designs of the lego uh, pieces as we move forward as we move up like right at the bottom it might be just rectangular lego pieces just that's it nothing much nothing more but as you keep moving and as you get the shape of the building you are getting more and more intricate in your design and more and more lego pieces are being placed on top and finally that beautiful edifice is constructed the the messaging here is the base is filled with bricks that has no specific features it is just base case stuff but you are building that first after you built only then you realize that just because you built it the job is not over you have to continue to build on it but only thing is as you build more you are putting in more and more smaller more intricate forms of those bricks to complete that edifice if you think about it i hope you are assuming you are understanding where i am going with it same thing in the training journey unless you put in the bricks of those cp base space base runs as really in a strong manner you are not in a position to start putting other types of bricks other types of runs on top of it to create that beautiful edifice which is a strong marathon or a long distance day finish okay so if you miss out on all those initial brick laying day training then if you either your foundation is weak so as you keep adding more it will just crumble it will not form a nice shape either that happens or you do not know or you do not have the energy to keep putting intricate details on top because you do not have the experience of putting one brick on top of another okay you need to have this experience of constant continuous training in a structured form and base runs very well so that you are in, you are ready to start putting more and more bricks 
Likewise, guys, as you enter MISO 3 or uh, peak MISO cycle, which is MISO 4, by now you should be ready and trained for putting those bricks on the weekdays so that you deliver a, a mini mountain, a mini building on the weekend. This is what you are getting trained to. So you keep doing this again and again and again. And very soon you will see you've built this beautiful edifice built with all these small, small structures that you do well and you've done it again and again and again. And as a result, you have a strong foundation. And now that you have a strong foundation, you're also focusing on fine-tuning some of those things to deliver a beautiful edifice. That's my sort of message for you folks. So every time you go and do simple runs, base runs, remember, you're just putting that brick on that Taj Mahal that finally will come out on the other side of the season training. So that's on MQC. Um, the, the last one I wanted to talk to you about is on my Amazing Human Being series. So I've done two of those messages um, earlier on, uh, you know, uh, my thoughts on uh, sort of an amazing sort of how to, who's an amazing human being or how to become an amazing human being. Um, in that uh, format, I wanted to include, introduce to you another concept. And this one was, I attended a coach's party uh, last weekend or this weekend. And uh, one of the uh, runners talked about being a romantic. And it was a very thought-provoking uh, sort of thought process for me. Uh, you know, being a romantic is actually, I think, is a wonderful facet of an amazing human being. And uh, the other runner uh, was talking about, you know, being a runner, being a romantic is about not just those big boisterous sort of, uh, uh, you know, big ticket items like, you know, come Valentine's Day and fill the bedrooms with flowers or buy this beautiful like a diamond uh, necklace or something or a ring. I mean, those are all also romantic, you know, or being romantic in a romance way. You know, like when all of us have gone through, let's say, our teenage age group or even uh, just before marriage and around marriage, where that is a romantic, is a different type of romance you're talking about. I'm not talking about that. This is about being romantic for life, you know. And she talked about, you know, her understanding of being romantic is doing small things beautifully. That is being romantic. So when you do these small things beautifully, you lay and you you create a, a lasting impression that lasts for a very long time. And when that happens, people look at you and say that you are an amazing human being. That's, that's, that is a connection there. So uh, the way I would uh, sort of uh, explain my thoughts on being romantic is that step one of being romantic is first you need to have an ability to understand what are all those small things that matter to a fellow human being. It could be a spouse, your friend, father, mother, manager at work, employees, peers. It could be anything. But what are, what are the small things that you can do that actually matter to that person? That ability can only come when you care. You know, only when you care. So I would say step one of being romantic is an ability to care for others. Okay, you have to develop that. Otherwise, you won't even recognize the small things that you can do. That's first step. 
Now, the second step is doing those small things well, you know, delivering those small things. That I would say is being affectionate. Okay. That means you are, you not only care for something and you identify those small things, big things you can deliver, obviously, but the small things that you identified and you delivered it, you know, and when you deliver it, you're an affectionate person. You know, let's say you come back, um, your spouse is hungry, you know that your spouse is hungry, so you make some good food, your spouse knows that, you know, your, uh, the, your, other, your spouse is cooking for him or her, and you have a night. That is also being affectionate. You know, small things identified and delivered. Now, being romantic is the next level, the final level, which is you identify these small things, you deliver it, but you deliver it in unexpected ways. That's what I would call it as a romantic. There is an element of uh, not doing the unexpected. You know, when you do something unexpected, then you fall into the category of being romantic. And when you when you are romantic and when you do these things, especially for your spouses and friends, um, you become an amazing human being. It's so easy. And being romantic is something that comes from your heart, you know, and so you need to care first. And then you need to know what you want to give. And then you give it in a way that surprises the other person. That because they, they haven't expected you. You know, small, small things. Like this person was telling about a beautiful example where the other person who uh, uh, she referred to as romantic was, you know, whenever she used to feel a little, you know, disappointed or this, you know, like a little depressed in life, the other person will come and show her a picture of her youth with her parents or friends that she, she, he has collected and just showed to up her mood. No, that she didn't, doesn't expect that, but she remembers it for a very long time because the feeling that it gave to her that, hey, this person not only cares, he did something that will up my mood and he did it at a time when I never expected. That's why he's a romantic. And there's something so beautiful about this. And we can uh, apply this to everywhere, literally everywhere. You know, when is the last time, you should ask yourself, when is the last time you cared, you were affectionate, and then you packaged it as a romantic person? And I ask myself, and I'm thinking of giving at least one or two such uh, romantic surprises to people around me. Uh, and I, because I, I want to be in the quest of becoming an amazing human being. So I thought that makes sense. It's easy. It is very fun. And uh, it, uh, it brings a smile to people around you. And it's it's just worth it. And you, what is wrong in becoming an amazing human being by being a romantic? Okay, that's my message for you today, guys. Think about it. Be a good runner. Be an amazing human being, and be a romantic. Thank you, guys.